right, question of the day, listeners. Today, we're wrapping up our week of segments from our question of the day live event. And you know what, Stephen? I kind of want to do that again. But next time, instead of stand-up comedy, let's do like rap or something like that. I would love, or cooking. Cooking, okay. But or we share jumping. With, we share all the cooking with everybody in the audience. I would love it. That you meaning they cook, we eat, or no, we cook, they oh, eat. Okay, all right. Okay, so anyway, we recorded it live. Or what at, if we all ordered from Seamless at the same time and see who got the food first? We can do that. Okay, we recorded it live at the Bell House in Brooklyn in January. If you missed parts one and two, make sure to download and listen to them. This episode features me, oh my god, <laughs> and my first live stand-up comedy ever. And I did comedy too. This is Dubner. That was James. But one thing I do want to say, the following episode contains some strong language, especially from James, but I think I I did it too. It is not appropriate for young listeners or those who are sensitive to swearing and various stripes of vulgarity and low thought. Uh, If you have kids listening, I recommend you might want to skip ahead to a future or past episode. I recommend you choose any of the more than 80 episodes we have available other than this one, which contains our stand-up comedy. But we'll be back with our regular format next Tuesday. Now, back to the Bell House in Brooklyn for our third and final episode from our Question of the Day live event. Please, uh, so so prepare yourselves uh, for what is about to happen to you. Um, I am very excited to welcome to the stage this next comedian. You've seen him all over town. He puts the freaking Freakonomics. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Dubner. This was such a bad idea. I cannot believe we agreed to this. Thank you. How's that? How you doing, Brooklyn? Is that the way it works, Nagin? So um, I do have a question, a serious question, which is um, what is the statute of limitations on bad behavior, right? So like uh, this is a serious curiosity of mine. You see with, um, you've all read, I'm sure, about Princeton University uh, and there's pressure to rename the Wilson School, the Woodrow Wilson School, because it turns out that Woodrow Wilson, who was a former president of Princeton, as well as the president of the United States, was kind of um, a, a racist, right? I think he, in the Klan, actually. Um, you, you, like, you like the, you, you, you want the Klan routine? <laughs> you can't handle my Klan routine. I don't have a Klan routine. I don't have any routine. So, but Princeton um, is under that pressure, and it turns out now that um, at Harvard, so PETA, which is the uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, right? P- which, just apropos of nothing. For years I would hear that, and I would think that PETA was uh, the bread, PETA bread. <laughs> Seriously, and I would think, wait, why don't they want the lamb to go with the PETA? Why don't they want the chicken? PETA, lamb. I think it should be called PETA, which I think is a better, right? Wouldn't PETA if it were pronounced that way? So anyway, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, has announced that they want Harvard to be renamed because they have learned that uh, its founder, the Reverend John Harvard, uh, used to fuck his house cats. (laughs) I mean, it's Boston, what do you want? But still, right? I've learned that some Christians want to rename Christianity 
because a recently unearthed manuscript uh, has shown that Jesus Christ himself often wore white after Labor Day. Those long flowing robes and the, you know. And this is interesting to me, at least. The city of Hamburg, Germany, has decided that it wants to rename itself. So the mayor of Hamburg made a statement. The mayor of Hamburg, the mayor of Hamburg says, um, Hamburg no longer wishes to be associated with the food that disgusting Americans shove in their disgusting mouths. So I, I get that. I, I, I'm with them. Uh, I was, uh, the, the new name they chose surprised me a little bit, though. Um, Hitlerberg, I don't think, um, works. At least he did not fuck his cats, okay? Like um, another H-man we know. Now, um, so as you can... Uh, Glean, I'm an obnoxious person, generally. I'm not easy to be around. I'm, I'm very not easy to be uh, with in a, in, a, in, a, in a with sense. But I'm married. I've been married a long time. We do okay. We have fights, like everybody. And um, sometimes these fights escalate. We need to go see somebody for help. And uh, recently this happened, and uh, we, we went to see uh, our priest, Father Dan. And um, this is interesting because we're actually Jewish. Uh, <laughs> But the rabbi gets very busy this time of year, and uh, so we keep Father Dan on retainer for when, the, for when, for when he's not available. And Father Dan heard our, heard our stuff, what we were arguing about. He said, listen, I think I have, a really, um, I think I have an idea for you that I've seen work with other couples, and I think it can work for you. He said, this is called appreciation therapy. So he said, what you do is you, you find the thing that your spouse or your partner, whatever, does that really, really bothers you, and then you say, you find a way to appreciate it. You say, I appreciate that thing because it leads to something else. And you try to find, like, you know, a silver lining. So I was skeptical, but, um, but we tried. And I have to say, it, it worked amazingly. So my wife snores really bad. I'm sure a lot of you snore as well. And um, she snores really loud. And uh, I, I woke up one morning, having been woken up by her in the middle of the night. And I said to her, honey, I so appreciate that you're fucking snoring like a fleet of garbage trucks woke me up in the middle of the night because I was able to check my Match.com profile without you lurking over my shoulder the way you usually do. Now, interestingly, my top match was Father Dan. Right? Weird, small world. Uh, so I was going to send him flowers. Instead, I'm going to send him one of those long Jesus robes. I think, he, I think he'll look really cute in that, Father Dan. I, um, I'm a bad mate. I'm a bad spouse. I'm a really bad employee. I, uh, I can't keep a job. It's why I do what I do. I've been fired from many jobs. The first job I got fired from, uh, I was uh, in college. It was my summer job working at a restaurant called Peppers, and it was run by Jack and Janine Pepper. And they were like the couple about town. They were young and good-looking. Jack was like a former football player, and Janine was like a former cheerleader. And it was a very popular place, and I washed dishes. And this is my pattern. I always think I'm doing a really good job right before I got fired. So this was the case. I'd been there a couple weeks doing a great job with the dishes, and Jack comes back one day and just says, you're out of here, you're fired. And I said, what the heck? What's going on? It turns out that he had gotten the idea, or he'd heard somewhere, that I was sleeping with Janine, his beautiful cheerleader wife. 
which was absurd. I mean, I'm 18-year-old college kid. She's Janine Pepper in her 30s, and uh, it was absurd. But, you know, he fires me. There's nothing I can do. I'm walking out. He says, hey, come here. And he hands me this big uh, box, like a 10-pound box of cream cheese, like the institutional-sized cream cheese made by Philadelphia, the good stuff, but 10 pounds of it. And he didn't say anything. He just gave it to me. I guess it was like the severance for getting fired (laughs) as a dishwasher. And I was pissed, but I was like, you know, I need the food. So I took it. And uh, later that night, when I opened it up, I saw that it had mold on it. And I thought, man, that, that just, you know, really stinks. But um, I was a starving college student. So, uh, you know, I ate it anyway. Uh, after spreading it all over Janine's perfect breasts, I have to say. <laughs> Too far? Too soon? I'll tell you the last job I got fired from, then I'm going to go. So um, I used to work for an ad agency. And this agency had a lot of business uh, with uh, tourist boards around the country. They would, you know, do campaigns for different cities, getting people to come visit. And uh, I was the, the jingle writer. I was a musician, as I may have mentioned to you once or twice before. <laughs> And I wrote jingles, and uh, again, I thought I was um, uh, pretty good at it. You want to hear a couple of the jingles I wrote? Yeah? All right, I'm going to, I need a guitar. Chris, we got a uh, a guitar there. You can talk amongst yourself. Were you in a rock band? So uh, I had a style of... uh, jingle that I, that I thought was really remarkable, and I think it was original to me. I kind of went for a little bit of a verite approach to the tourism jingle, you know? And there are other people now who will say that they did the jingo verite thing, but I invented it, just so you know, okay? And uh, the idea was to give a real sense of the place, so... This is one of my favorites. Hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Chicago, you suck balls. <laughs> right? Right? Good? Hey, Atlanta, nobody likes you. They only pretend to. <laughs> and then sometimes I'd add a little bit of my uh, empiricism to the uh, verite. I'll give you a for instance of that. Boston, Massachusetts, it's got the highest recorded rate of racism in the Western Hemisphere. But it's still a pretty nice place to visit if you are white. And if you like to fuck house cats. Can I take a request? Where are you from, sir? Jersey. Jersey. Could you make it any easier for me? Hey, New Jersey, I went there one time. I almost killed myself. (laughs) Brooklyn, New York. Hey, you're all right, but now I got to go. Let's stop to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
You know that we have great advertisers that support the show and keep it free for you. One of the reasons why advertisers love Question of the Day is that they know the show has amazing listeners. So right now, we have a survey that I'd like you to take to help us learn more about you, our listening audience. Just go to podsurvey.com slash question. That's podsurvey.com slash question. The survey will only take five minutes. James, even you could spare five minutes if you had I to. I could. I've already filled out the survey. Is that true? Yeah, because I am not only... Were we your favorite on, show? Not only am I on Question of the Day on occasion, but I'm also a listener of oh, Question of the James, Day. James, that's so sweet. We're going to ask you some questions about yourself and what you like to buy, but it is completely anonymous. Your answers help us find advertisers that are well-matched to you your interests, and the show. When you finish, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, I'd like to ask you to take ours because it's better and it will help our show. Who wouldn't want to win a $100 gift card and help us at the same time? I can't think of anybody. Once again, it's podsurvey.com slash question. Thanks again for helping us find the best advertisers so that we can keep this show free. you were going to do like an entire set on pita bread. Was anybody else? Or was that? I was just worried for a minute. Uh, but give him another round of applause. That was delightful. Stand-up comic Stephen Dubner. All right, so now uh, it is my extreme pleasure to bring to the stage uh, this next comedian. Uh, you've seen him all around town. Uh, he brings the fun to hedge funds. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> James Altucher. I always feel like embarrassingly sexual pulling the mic out of this thing. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which really leads me to, to more embarrassing things. Like, I was really sort of dorky as a kid, and I kind of realized... I kind of realized I didn't lose my virginity until after my two daughters were born. And the reason for that is I was totally clueless. Like, how many people here have daughters? Anybody? Nobody has daughters in this room. Clap if you have daughters. A few daughters. So, with a, with a boy, I imagine, they just, like, pee upwards or whatever. So... If you ever change the diapers of a baby daughter, like, how many folds do they have down there? Like, seriously. Like, you have to clean the shit out of every fold or else they get an infection. It's like an accordion of baby skin down there. So I didn't know anything. This was, like, scary as shit to me. So... <sighs> Thank you, my rendition of the vagina monologues. You realize you all just laughed about child pornography involving my children. No problem. I'm cool with it. Um, no, seriously. Having a kid was just in general. How many people don't have kids? Okay. All right. Having a kid is scary as shit. Because what happens is you kind of have this mild, lukewarm relationship with this other person in your house. And then, just speaking personally, and, and then suddenly... This, like, one-foot-tall U.S. citizen <laughs> moves into your house, and she's crying. She doesn't speak English. She's, <laughs> she's crying. She's shitting everywhere. And in the middle of the night, she climbs into bed with your wife and sucks her breast. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, get the fuck out of here. 
So that's how I got divorced from my first wife. No, seriously. If, if I'm going to give some advice about marriage, as soon as possible after you get married, remove the bunk beds. Like, stop sleeping in bunk beds with your wife, okay? Because that's not going to get things going. I'll give more marriage advice after the show. I'll be kind of crying and drunk in the corner. So, but, you know... I think, I, I think in general, I had a problems with women all along. I just read the other day that you sort of, sort of define your self-confidence at the, where, how, whatever your self-confidence was at the age of 16, that's the self-confidence you'll always have. And so at the age of 16, I had such, I didn't even have acne. I had like, my face was like purple, like just like, <laughs> just like, and it was like all day long, like pus would be running down my face. So by the end of the day, like my shirt, like the top of my shirt would have all this, like girls love me, <laughs> not. And so I was always unconfident. And so I'm seeing a therapist and she says to me, why don't you just tell me something good about yourself? And I'm trying to think because I've been with this therapist a long time. So she's seen me go through like bad marriages, lose all my money, lose my parents, lose all my friendships. And so I figure, okay, I spent $17 million on therapy. So that's at least one thing I could say to her. But I don't think she appreciated that. She's fired now. So as many of you know who read my blogs or whatever or listen to this podcast, I really hate the news. Like, I, I feel like all the time the news is just trying to scare you. Like, new atomic bomb in North Korea. It never exists, but it's just the news headlines. And so, but so, one, so the other day, a friend of mine called me to tell me this headline that I didn't know about. He said, uh, Sean Penn um, somehow found the fugitive El Chapo. And I'm like, Sean Penn, the CIA special seals officer? <laughs> and he's like, no, idiot, Sean Penn, the actor. And I'm like, the guy from Fast Times, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Sean Penn? And he's like, yeah, he found El Chapo. So I thought that was really inspirational. Sean Penn must be like a really great guy right now. So Sean Penn, if you're listening to this, can you please help me find a father? So <laughs> Maybe he'll listen. So the other day <laughs> The other day I was doing a, a podcast, okay, with Russell Simmons, the hip hop guy, and he was telling me about how he's now a vegan. And so first, I didn't understand the planet Vega. Are they sending people over here at this point? <laughs> it's a cookbook. Twilight Zone reference? All right, never mind. Uh, and he says, no, the secret to my success is um, a vegan now. And I'm like, but 20 minutes ago, I asked you the secret to your success, and you said I could have as much cocaine and pussy as I want. <laughs> so I was trying to make sense. And then in the middle of this podcast... He suddenly is like looking at his phone. He's getting a phone call. He picks up the phone. In the middle of the podcast, he's getting this really funny call from Louis Farrakhan, the head of the Nation of Islam. Like this, he's like laughing, this funny call from Louis Farrakhan. Okay, thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> That was, uh, if you that can't was stand the heat, stay out of the kitchen. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love this week's shows and want more, we're going to be presenting the full 90-minute uncensored show next Monday, February 21st, on our podcast network's special channel, Earwolf Presents. In addition to what you've heard this week, there will be additional stand-up comedy from Nagin Farsad, more conversation from Stephen and me, and a surprise or two. Search for Earwolf Presents on iTunes, Earwolf.com, the Howl app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back to our regular in-studio format right here next Tuesday. 